old skill. Ow, ow, ow. The more you move, the more it will hurt. Just what kind of torture is this? The same torture we do every morning, mademoiselle. Oh, your hair. It is not my fault that you have such unruly locks. We've been at this for an hour. Oh, we are making good time now. Much better than yesterday. Can't you just put it up in a bun? Something ah, simple. Ah, but of course. And then we can dress you in pantaloons and parade you all around Paris. <laughs> I'm sure your aunt would be very pleased. And then she would fire me. Uh, just a few more minutes, mademoiselle. What on earth is your hurry? I'm sorry, Elise. I'm just bored. It's the same thing every single day. Wake up, spend an hour dressing, two hours doing hair. Two and a half. Then it's tea with this family and supper with that family and sit up straight, Navy. Keep your voice down, Navy. Stop trying to discuss gravitational pull with the men, Navy. Mademoiselle. It's absolutely ridiculous. The number of society men who don't understand the downward force that Earth's mass exerts on all bodies of weight, proportional to their own mass, of course, as affected by the magnetic fields, is utterly ridiculous. Mademoiselle. You are doing it again. What? Saying all the complicated words very quickly and not making any sense. Oh, uh, sorry. I don't know why I always do that. It drives Aunt Sherry crazy. At least Monsieur Deton does not mind. He seems to enjoy your nonsensical chatter. <laughs> Henri is very patient. Ah, no, mademoiselle. Even the most patient man does not linger three hours after a dinner party to hear a young woman discuss science, especially if he is not interested in her. Elise? Pardon, mademoiselle. A letter has come for you. Oh, merci, Edward. Who is it from? There is no name on the envelope. Edward, it took ages to get mademoiselle to sit still. If she pauses to entertain correspondence, I will never get her back in her chair. Ah, then I shall leave it in the study for you to open at your convenience. Really? You couldn't pause for 30 seconds. What if it was from Henri? <sighs> mademoiselle, I am certain your fiancé and is... Uh... How you say, lovey dovey poetry can wait. <laughs> He's not my fiance. Ah, yes. Do you smell that? Yes. It is the scent of a procrastination. Now, Mother was there. No, no. It smells like smoke. sausage. How did you get so burned? The envelope. I held up a candle and the paper went poof. The letter exploded? Oui, mademoiselle. Poof. Why were you holding up a candle? To read what was inside. Oh, it worked. But there was nothing. Just, how you say, powder and it went poof. That is utter nonsense. Why would someone send us an exploding letter? Not us. Me. My name was on that envelope. That's great! <laughs> A lethal envelope from an unknown assailant. Finally, something to do. I need to examine the ashes, research explosive powders. Oh, and maybe I can... Forgive me, mademoiselle, but I think I will pass out. Now. Maybe. What is that racket? Aren't you ready yet? 
We are leaving in under an hour. I can't go to the ball. There's so much to do. And it will be dangerous. What if the assailant is there waiting for another Jean to finish the job? Actually, that's perfect. If I go to the ball, I can gather evidence of any odd behaviors and narrow down the suspect fool. But, mademoiselle... Hurry, Elise. This air isn't going to fix itself. <laughs> the Time Travelers Radio Show, presented by WPNO and Radio City in New York, after a valiant deed to change space-time for the greater good, five individuals, John, Alex, Jessica, Navy, and Arthur, travel through space and time to steal the one item that can foil it all, a small pocket watch. Francois? Francois, what are you doing? I am introducing the episode. Look, my dad has the day off and he said it was my turn to be the announcer. But it is French, no? Should not I be the one to do the narrating? No, I'm the first officer, and what I say goes when John isn't here. You are not my first officer. Oh, it is well, you true, know, you have no authority with me. That, that's I'm the way it is. You, you, I do not you make like the rules. Victor me, makes the rules. Hey, guys. I know how to solve this. We are not hugging it out, Arthur. No, no, a coin toss. See, I found this cool 1938 penny and... Fine, fine, but I'm heads. Oh, tails. Seriously? Now, go along and clean the bathroom like a good little boy. I'm French, and so I get to do the French episode. Now, where was I? Ah, yes. <clears throat> now, what? In the 1940s, and with the communication systems down, the team tells their story as a sci-fi radio adventure in the hopes of bringing rescued and saving the world. This is the Time Travelers Radio Show. Today's adventure, the Parisian Poof Paradox. And now, on with the show. Navi, sit up straight and put that ridiculous notebook away. Aunt Cherry, there is no shame in writing. Of course there is. A proper society woman does not worry about her brain. She worries about sitting up straight and greeting the world with poise. We don't want another croissant incident. It's not my fault that Monsieur de Marc has a pathetic understanding of the laws of physics. When I told him that objects fall at a constant rate regardless of mass, he just wouldn't believe me until he'd thrown everything on his plate into the air. <sighs> Nevi, when I took you in, I promised your poor dying father that I would provide for you until you received your inheritance. But remember, that inheritance only comes... If I make a suitable When match. you make a suitable match. And you cannot do that with your stuck in a book. Now give me the notebook. But Aunt Cherry, I... No, but give it to me. There. Now if you can... Ah, here we are. Conciliar Hall. Best behavior tonight and do try to fit in. Bonsoir, madame. Please watch your step. The countess must have invited half of Paris. Louis, mademoiselle, the countess is a wealthy woman and very popular. You haven't noticed any unusual figures tonight, have you? Mademoiselle? A masked men lurking in corners, the servants asking too many questions, ladies hiding daggers beneath their... Navy, stop your blabbering. It is imperative for you to make a good impression tonight. Yes, aunt, I just... Oh, excuse-moi, mademoiselle. Uh, two left feet. Hey, watch it. I see we are off to a promising start. And remember, poise. Yeah, no, excuse me. Pardon me. Yeah, no. Hey, hands up the pannier. Hey, thank you. Ah, 
Madame Gatrice. Bonsoir, Countess. Your home is as elegant as always. Ah, uh, you are too kind, Madame. And Navy, you look particularly stunning this evening. I see you've managed to contain your air tonight. Merci, Countess. Who knew it would only take five hours? Navy, You have many guests tonight, Countess. Do you know them all? <laughs> Naturally. Parisian society looks to me for guidance. Now, I hope we will not have any distasteful conversations tonight. I beg your pardon? I hear from Monsieur Demarque that you have a fascination with the science of falling food. I was simply trying to explain the effect of gravity on falling objects. If that buffoon had taken me at my word... He would have never learned that the laws of gravity apply to everyone. Even the stuck-up son of an aristocrat. Ah, Monsieur Dutton. Madame Gatrice. Countess. Mademoiselle Gatrice. Hello, Henri. Nevi. I, uh, I mean, Monsieur de Tong. I hope you do not mind, madame, but uh, the first dance is about to begin, and I am eager to claim my fair partner. Not at all, Monsieur de Tong. Shall we, mademoiselle? With pleasure. Thanks for saving the day back there. I was about to make an idiot of myself. Again. Oh, on the contrary, mademoiselle. You are a great deal smarter than any person here. I... Excusez-moi, mademoiselle, two left feet. So perhaps your dancing could use some work. <laughs> but uh, truly, I always find our conversations fascinating. What is it you are saying that the last time we spoke? Something about uh, needles and magnets and uh, electro... Electrodynamics. Uh, it's fascinating. André-Marie Ampère published a study describing how a magnetic needle is deflected by an adjacent electric current, but the length of the needle and the speed and direction of the current affect... <laughs> there I go again. <laughs> You'd probably rather talk about the weather or the latest fashion or society gossip like all the others here. I do not care what we speak of. So long as I am with you, Nevi. Henri, I... Oh, excusez-moi, mademoiselle. Uh, two left feet. Well, it's quite all right. I guess I'm not the only one who needs to work on their dancing. He is probably just distracted by your beauty, as I am. Either that, or he has already had too much brandy. Henri, <laughs> I promised my aunt that I would try to fit in tonight. I'm, a, I'm afraid I'm not doing a very good job. Perhaps you're not meant to fit in. What do you mean? A woman as brilliant and beautiful as, as you is meant to stand out, Nevi. Perhaps that is why they are looking at you. Who? Everyone in the room. They cannot take their eyes off of you. Nor can I. Everyone in the room. Henri, I have to tell you something. Earlier today, I... Ow! Oh, excuse-moi, mademoiselle. <laughs> Two left feet. Wait, what? Uh, Nevi. That man... Mademoiselle, tout left feet. Something's not right. Ah, oh, excusez-moi, mademoiselle, tout left feet. What's going on? Oh, excusez-moi,
better. Henri was practically down on one knee, and then you go and blow it with your two left feet, or everyone else's two left feet, or... I don't know. And the voice is... Either I'm going crazy, or Elise's hairstyling techniques are doing a number on my brain. The Countess sure keeps a lot of books in here. Maybe she's got something on the local powder merchants. The history of French aqueducts? No. The fashions of the royal family? Definitely not. <laughs> the local registry of Parisian alchemists? Now let's see. Powder merchants must have a license to sell from the local magistrate in order to sell high Who's there? No, there's no need to panic. Come out here and fight me like a man! Or a woman. Navy, I'm here to help you. Look at the book. The book? Keep reading the page. Trust me. Okay, but stay where you are. Whoever you are. <laughs> Powder merchants are limited in their trade to dealing with... Hi, Navy. Navy. It's, it's me. me. The, book. the book. Someone, Someone is, is after, after you. you. This, this is, is the, the only, only way, way I could warn, warn you. you. See? A talking book. A talking book? I am going crazy. You're not going crazy, Navy. There's an explanation for everything going on, but you need to listen to me. You're in danger. No kidding. Hearing voices is clearly an indicator of an exhausted frontal cortex, compounded with the stress of fitting into a society that at once seemed both familiar and foreign. Navy. And the pressure of securing a profitable match all while standing up straight and keeping my hair out of my face. Navy, duck! What? Duck! Now! The world is going on. Navy, are you all right? I, I heard shouting. Yes, yes, I'm fine. There was, there, there, there was a knife, and I, I ducked. Oh, and... Just in time, apparently. The assailant has made, uh, how you say, shish kebab of the wall. That's not all. Earlier today, I received a letter. It exploded in the candlelight. What? Navy. Why didn't you tell me of this? I don't know what's going on, but someone wants me dead. Who in their right mind would want to hurt you? Oh, we must have left the Countess uh, at yes, once. Uh, yes, of course. Come, Navy. Madame, I can... Uh... Navy, come now. You can see Monsieur Dautron another evening. Uh, but on... Madame, permit me to escort your niece home. Monsieur Dautron, I have no time for this. Please, I will protect her. I am her guardian, Monsieur... She will be safe with me. And I am her friend. I promise you, madame, no harm will come to your niece. I will return her to the ballroom. Very well, monsieur. You will see Navy safely to the ballroom. I will inform the countess that there is a murderer among her guests tonight. Merci, madame. Wow, I've never seen anyone win an argument with Aunt Sherry. I don't know about win. She won't let me see you home. But at least I got us a few minutes. Navy, there's something I must say to you. Henri, what is it? Navy! Navy! I know I am not the richest nor the best-looking man in the company tonight. Hey, Navy, over here! Uh, go on, Henri. I can no longer contain the feelings of my heart. The way I feel for you. Ooh, he likes you. Will you shut up? I beg your pardon? Oh, oh, not you. A little on the rude side, Navy, don't you think? Uh, forgive me, mademoiselle, if I have offended you. I, it was not my intention. No, no, Henri, it's not you. Uh, it's the... Perhaps I should escort you back to your aunt. Uh, she is eager to see you safely returned. Wait, Navy, we need to talk. 
You go. I'll be along in a minute. Uh, but I promised your aunt. I just need to put this book away. Then I'll meet you in the ballroom. As you wish. Finally, I thought that guy would never leave. You are going back on the shelf. I am going back to Henri, and then I am going to find the best therapist in town. Maybe I'm just trying to save your life. You are trying to ruin my life. That's the second time this evening that Henri has attempted and failed to propose. Priorities, Navy. Shouldn't we get back to the uh, someone's trying to kill you problem? If there's a problem, it's that I'm having an argument with a book. But you don't get it, Navy. I'm trying to help you. A book! Wait, Navy, wait. The red velvet. Don't go near the red velvet. Keep searching, men. Check every room. No one leaves until this criminal is apprehended. Ah, Mademoiselle Catrice, you have certainly provided us with a most unexpected evening. Believe me, I didn't see it coming either. Any luck? It's been an hour and still nothing. Most of my esteemed guests are being detained in the foyer while the estate is searched, and they are not happy. An assailant at a ball is a terrible disruption to one's social circle, Navy. Well, I didn't exactly invite one. And you have no idea who this criminal could be? None. I can't even find a hint of a clue. No blood, no mysterious figures lurking behind the curtains, not even a fingerprint. How can there be no fingerprints? I borrowed the maid's feather duster and scoured every corner of that library, and still, not a single trace of a fingerprint. Gloves, Navy. This is 17th century France. Literally every person here is wearing gloves. Some wine, ladies. Might as well. I'm already seeing stars tonight. Navy, there you are. Countess, I must apologize again for the disruption this has brought to your gathering. Ah, it is most unfortunate, but with any luck, no one will remember they were here. I have enough red wine to sink a boat. Under the circumstances, Countess, I must insist on seeing my niece home immediately. Very well. I will have your coach called. Ah, excusez-moi, mademoiselle, to la fille. What? Girl, you ruined my best gown. Oh, Countess, she is so sorry. Perhaps a maid can clean the stain? Mm, don't be daft. Red wine does not come out of white velvet, and red velvet is horribly out of season. Red velvet? Red velvet? Oh no, and she remove! <laughs> what on earth was that? Someone's latest attempt to take my head off. They must have been standing right outside that window. Maybe. Oh, you all right? Yes, I, I, th I think so. Aunt Sherry? <laughs> I am fine, but if you hadn't pushed me out of the way, we'd both be dead. Don't go near the red velvet. I have to find that book. What? The book, Countess. I need to get back to your library. Out of the question, Navy. That's the second time you've almost been killed tonight, and the assassin is here. We're leaving now. You don't understand. This book can help us. Uh, Navy, what happened? It was a gunshot. Whoever this is, they're getting bolder. Wait. Henri, what are you holding? Uh, uh, oh, yes, uh, well, I went back to the hallway to find you, and uh, this book was lying on the floor. It has your name in it. It... what? The inscription, uh, just here. Let me see that. This book belongs to Navy Catrice, published by the Royal Navy. Oh, I am so, so sorry, sorry, but we really, we really, really need to talk. really need to talk. Royal what? Navy, let's go. No, I can't leave, not yet. Do as your aunt says. Look. The assailant is still on the ground somewhere, and it's obvious I am their target. I have to figure out who it is. Countess, take my seat in the carriage and go with my aunt. Tell your guests to leave. But the assailant... The assailant will not leave until I'm dead. It's safer for everyone if it's just the two of us here. 
You mean three. Henri. I'm not leaving your side until this madness is solved. Fine. We will go. Pierre, tell the guests to go home as quickly as they are able. Nevi. Monsieur Dutton, promise me she will be safe. Absolutely, madame. Promise me. I promise. Very well. Nevi, I will see you at home. Countess, with me. Uh, is there something going on between you two? Um, no, no, nothing going on. Absolutely nothing in the world. You're sweating, Henri. Blast. Well, the thing is, I may have mentioned to your aunt that I intended to speak to you tonight regarding, well, regarding us. Us? Nevi, she's given us her blessing. Oh, Henri. Now, can I please finally get down on one knee and properly ask you? Hey, what's going on here? <laughs> Henri, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I need you to wait. Just a couple minutes. I just need a moment. Uh, of course. I, I'll be waiting for you in the library. Well, he seems nice. <laughs> but, Navy, this is important. Just wait a second. Okay, it's just you and me. Now spill it, book. How did you know about the red velvet? And not in terms of it being my favorite cupcake flavor. Well, you see... And what about the knife? And, and how do you know my name? And how on earth are you even talking? It's complicated, Navy, and we don't have time. You have to break the loop. The what? The time loop. What's a time loop? Oh, boy, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> New week, new product, people. Let's do this thing. Uh, where's Jess? Oh, she's practicing. She's really excited for her idea. How are you feeling about all this, John? Oh, uh, better than last week. Worse than next week, I'm sure. <laughs> as long as it brings in a steady paycheck, you won't hear a peep from me. Well, how much we got left in the bank? Oh, well, factoring of rent, uh, studio time, inflation, war bonds, the, the price of steel. Uh... That good, huh? <laughs> wow, you're really sweating. Ooh, so am I. Yeah, it, is it hot in here or is it just me? It's just you. Oh. <laughs> oh, Arthur. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm ready. I... Wow, is it hot in here or is it just me? I literally just said that. And then I said... Uh, uh, don't worry, Jess. It's just you. No, 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 no. Seriously. <laughs> I know there's no air conditioning, but this is ridiculous. Didn't... <laughs> didn't you hear me? It's you. I, I said, it, it's you. Okay, everyone, places, time is money. Eddie, take it from the top of the commercial, will you? Woo, it is hot in here. Yep. And now it's time for a brief word from our sponsor, Jessica's Flying Ace School. Are you bored with your current hobbies? Do you ever feel trapped by reality? Have you ever wanted to just reach out and punch the sky? Well, never fear. Jessica's Flying Ace School is here to say... No, no more! Here at Jessica's Flying Ace School, we specialize in... Uh, we specialize in... Whew, we specialize in teaching you the tricks of the trade of a World War I flying ace so you can navigate the skies with style. Don't believe us? Just... Listen to these very satisfied customers. Oh my, why is it so hot in here? I told you it was just you. 
Oh, oh, but maybe I was wrong. Guys, stay on script. Right. Before enrolling in Jessica's Flying Ace School, I couldn't get girls, but, but, but now I'm... I'm cool as a cucumber. Wow, ironic. Wait, sorry. Um, before enrolling in Jessica's Flying Ace School, I couldn't even do a loop-the-loop. But now, I feel the cool breeze on my face as I do them all day long. Wow, this really is ironic. Okay, something is wrong here, John. We're burning up. Well, let's just take a look at the thermostat here. Da, 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 da. And, yep, it's set to 98 degrees, and it's locked. Wait, locked? You don't think... Remember, they can't interfere directly, so they're trying to sweat us out. <laughs> Excuse me. Is this the Time Traveler's radio show? Yes. And are you Jessica of Jessica's Flying Ace School? Uh, yes. My name is Reed Hastings. I'm from the Radio Advertising Regulatory Agency. Ra-ra for short. Ra-ra? We're a division of the FTC. Well, small division. I'm sorry to say that we've received several complaints about your product this week. Wait, wait. I haven't even given a single lesson yet. And we haven't even finished the first commercial. Nevertheless, the complaints were very specific. From false claims of being a World War I fighter pilot to faulty paperwork. Oh, right. We had to forge our birth certificates and social security numbers since technically none of us have even been born yet since we're all time to... Shh, Arthur, sleep now. <laughs> so for all those reasons and more, I cannot allow this commercial to proceed. Ooh, uh, fine with us, right, guys? Let's get out of this hot box. This oh is everything. I can't wait until AC oh, is invented. Oh, and the studio manager asked me to give you this. He's locked the thermostat because you are behind on your payments. Good day. <sighs> Good day. And now what? <clears throat> and... and and now, on with our feature presentation this evening on WPNR, the Time Traveler's Radio Show, The Parisian Poof Paradox. Okay, you're gonna have to walk me through it one more time. I'm stuck in a time loop where nothing is real and I can't remember my past. Exactly. Navy, this isn't your home. You're not Navy Catrice, niece to a French aristocrat. You're in a time prison. You landed here when the watch broke, when John's grandfather's watch was shattered by Dimitri. Who's Dimitri again? The super crazy time alien. <laughs> I am a creepy time walker who likes to sneak. <laughs> right. And John? The leader of your team. You, John, Alex, Jessica, and Arthur are time travelers. Oh, and Reuben. He's a chicken. A what? Uh, well, we'll cover that later. The point is, you were all trying to restore the natural order to time, which unfortunately shattered into millions of teeny, itty-bitty pieces when the watch broke. So I'm stuck in a time loop. There's a murderer on the loose, apparently after me, and I can't remember my past. Got it in one. That's the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard. Well, you are talking to a book, so... Okay, okay. Either I'm hallucinating and hearing voices and suffering from some kind of bizarre amnesia, or... Or I'm telling the truth. Books sometimes talk and you're in danger. I don't like either one of those options. You're gonna have to trust me, Navy. <sighs> okay, so what do we do? Page 164, quick. Okay, breaking a time loop. 
In order to break a time loop, you must correct the fundamental error that exists in the loop. A.K.A. an anomaly. How do I do that? Keep reading. The error may be physical, logical, or emotional. It may be an event gone wrong, a distorted truth, or an incomplete relationship. Identify the error and correct it, thus breaking the time loop. You see? Correct the fundamental error that exists in the time loop. I have no idea what that is. You're a problem solver, Navy. Just think. Okay. It may be an event gone wrong, a distorted truth, or an incomplete relationship. Oh, there's more. Check page 173. Navy, I found something in the library. An incomplete relationship. Henri, I think you're the key to all of this. What were you going to say to me back in the ballroom? Oh, that, well, I had hoped for a bit of a different setting for that conversation. <laughs> Romantic music, candlelight, no murderers on the loose. None of that matters. What were you going to say? Uh, what is it? Not now. I was looking through the Countess's desk, you know, to see if I could find any clues, and I found this. It's a letter... Addressed to my Aunt Cherie. Oui. Why would the Countess have a letter addressed to my aunt? Well, only one way to find out. You're right. The last will and testament of Armand Gatrice. Your father. My... my father? Yes, Armand Gatrice, the French nobleman who died in the war, leaving a wife and daughter behind. This is your father's will, Navy. But... no, it, it... it can't be. What does it say? In the event of my passing, all my assets shall be passed to my daughter, Navy Gatrice, upon the event of her marriage to an eligible young man. Should Navy pass before she weds, the fortune will then go to... Oh, no. What? The fortune will then go to my sister, Sherry Gatrice. The knife. It was, uh... She wants you dead because she realizes you're about to marry, and then the money will be out of her hands forever, unless she kills you first. You mean all of this has been some attempt to claim my inheritance? Nevi, are you right? Uh, perhaps you should sit down. Oh, oh, talking books and time loops. I really was going mad. She probably drugged my tea this afternoon to make me hallucinate. Oh, well, that's a relief. You're relieved that uh, your only living relative drugged you and tried to kill you? <laughs> no, yes, I... I don't know. I'm just glad that it's a simple case of money rather than some complex time warp where you're stuck in the same cycle day in and day out and time folds in on itself and can only be broken when the cycle is interrupted. And... You're doing it again. Sorry. Don't apologize. I, I, I love it. I, I love everything about you. Henri. Nevi. I love... Get away from here, Monsieur Dauton. Aunt Cherry. Nevi, we're going home. Now? No. She's not going anywhere. No, monsieur. You're not going anywhere. I really didn't want it to come to this, but here we are. Bonne nuit, Henri. Henri! Now, Navy, we have some business to settle. It has been a very interesting evening, don't you see? Untie me. Of course. As soon as you stop struggling, can't have you throwing yourself from the carriage and dashing back to that boy. You shot him with with light. What was that? What did you do to him? I'm surprised you still haven't remembered what a taser is. A t taser? Oh, don't worry. I only said it to stun. Where is he? Never you mind. He's dangerous, Navi. The only thing he's endangering is your right to my inheritance. Your inheritance? 
been a very interesting evening, don't you think? You knew my father's money would go to you if anything happened to me, so you sent up the explosive letter this morning. You tried to kill me in the library. You had someone shoot at me in the ballroom. But why go to all the trouble of drugging me? Nibby, what's on the air? The hallucinations and the voices and the talking book. I could have sworn it was all real. I don't know what you're talking about. It's been a very interesting evening, don't you think? What? Look, I don't know anything about an inheritance or a talking book, but I do know that Henri Dutton is trouble. What do you mean? It's been a very interesting evening, don't you think? The time loop. It's still going. That means... Oh, gosh, it's all real. It has been a very interesting evening, don't you think? The book. I need to find the book. she comes to, we must get you to a safe place. Henri, I thought you were... Ah, don't worry, mon ami. Just blacked out for a bit. Strange sensation. What was that thing she hit me with? All I know is that I don't think Aunt Sherry is who she says she is. But the time loop, it's real. We need to go back to Concilier Hall and find that book. Oh, no need. I have it here. I also might have stolen one of the Countess's horses in order to chase your aunt's carriage. What happened to the carriage? I rode the horse straight into it. I'm so sorry about your head. I was a little short on ideas. The horses and carriage are worse for wear, but my mansion is close by. Nippy. Let's go. She's not going to be too happy when she wakes up. We, oui. The horses won't be either. I've never seen so many clocks. Oh, my parents collected them. They said they hoped I would learn to value time and honor the family name. I'm afraid I failed them on both accounts. Henri, you just risked your life to save a crazy girl who talks to books. No, no, no. I risked my life to save a beautiful woman who talks to books. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's see what we can find out. Book, I'm, I'm back. Things got crazy, but I'm here with Henri. What can you tell me? Oh, perhaps the book is taking a nap? This is serious, Henri. Book, come on. You told me there was more to know. The, the time loop is still going. How do I break it? Nevi, we need to go to the police. Your aunt tried to kill you. It's more than that, though. The book said I need to break the time loop, find the error, and correct it. And then... Oh, what page was it? 170-something. Here we go. All licensed merchants must observe the common laws of the trade. Namely, only sell that which you are licensed to sell. Do not engage in unlawful trade with others. All goods for purchase must be obtained legally and lawfully by the merchant. Interesting advice. No, book, I need you. Talk to me. Nevi, whatever the book has to say, your aunt is still out there. Probably on her way here to kill us both. We need the police. They'll never believe us. Not unless we have your father's last will and testament. Do you still have the letter? Yes, right here. Ah, c'est magnifique. Uh, let me hold on to it until we get to the authorities. Uh, strange. <laughs> His handwriting seems so different. What do you mean? I don't know. It just doesn't seem right. Ah! 
Oh, my head. Uh, Nevi, you are fatigued. Uh, it's been a long day. Let me have the letter. No, the, the L's. He always looped his L's too tall so that they collided with the other letters. It drove his students crazy, but, but here it's too mean. Uh, you are talking nonsense, my dear. Uh, remember, your father was a soldier. You were an infant when Armand Gautrys died. Adrian. Uh... No, it's Henri, but you can call me Adrian if you want to. My father's name is Adrian. He's a scientist, a, a physicist, actually. Uh, uh, he? Yeah, he, he teaches at Caltech. I sat in on his lectures all the time. He was studying particle acceleration and how molecules could pass through time instantly with the right amount of thermal Nevi, energy. what are you talking and about? he wrote on the board, he would get so excited that his L's would run into the other letters and his students couldn't stand it. My dad, Dr. Adrian Garcia. I remember his face. No, your father is dead, Navi. No, he's not. He's alive and he's real. I remember him and he worked with John. John, Alex, Jessica, Navi. Arthur, Arthur, and, and Reuben, and Amelia, and Dimitri. Navi, stop! The, the, the time labyrinth. We were separated. I can't, I can't see their faces. Just bits and pieces. It's, it's so foggy, but my dad... I remember my dad. And he is definitely not dead. <laughs> well done, Nevi. You almost broke the time loop. What? Try as we might, we couldn't keep you in the dark for too long. What are you talking about, Henri? The time loop, Nevi, the time loop. We knew we'd have to make it stronger in order to fool you. Put you somewhere without technology so the others couldn't use radio to reach you. Put you somewhere so far outside of your comfort zone that nothing could trigger the memories. And it was going so well. You wake up. The maid does your hair. You come to the ball. I propose. You accept. We kiss. And we do it all over again. Who are you? But then the time starts folding in onto itself too fast. Repeating incessantly. Skipping, if you will. And you start to get suspicious. The time loop. How long have I been stuck here? That is inconsequential. What you should be asking is why the loop is breaking. Someone is interfering from the outside. Check on the others. The scientist got smart, but she had help. Someone managed to get through to her. But what about Aunt Cherry, the inheritance? Really, Nevi? How can you possibly be that stupid? You wrote the letter? I couldn't have you thinking I was trying to kill you. <laughs> the exploding letter, the knife, the gunshot, All the carriage failed crash. attempts to be rid of you for good. Well, at least now I can finish the job. Bonne nuit, Nevi. Hold it right there, Monsieur. Nevi, get away from that time walker. What are you doing? I acted my part, played your little game, made sure she never became suspicious. But when you decided to get rid of her, you crossed a line. Oh, pathetic. A time walker going soft. We're supposed to keep her here, not kill her. You're a time walker, too? We are, la, sweetie. Took quite a few of us to keep you in the dark. But some of us went a little too far. Navy! She knows about the time loop now. We have to finish her before she completely breaks it. Navy! Book, page 173. But just me! We'll keep her locked up. 
But the boss won't be happy if we kill her. The boss doesn't need to know it was us. We can just say she got hit by a carriage. All right, fine. Let's just make it quick. Finally, the most important thing for a fledgling alchemist to remember is to always, without fail, include the duck. Now what? Allons-y! What? Run! That was the Time Traveler's Radio Show, Episode 9, The Parisian Proof Paradox. The Time Traveler's Radio Show is a special production by WPNR at Radio City in New York and was recorded in front of a fake studio audience. A special thanks to our sponsor, Jessica's Flying Ace School. Make sure to tune in next week for Episode 10, The Foul Play Paradox. The Time Traveler's Radio Show was created by Cody Cutler and Jacob Ernest. This episode was written, produced, and directed by Kelly Cook, with a commercial written by Cody Cutler. It starred Darcy Ramirez as Navy, Jeff Simpson as Henri Duton, Puss Rollins as The Book, Left Foot Man Number One, and Arthur, Julie Dowd as Shelley, and Mariah Proctor as The Countess. It also starred Ondine Morgan Garner as Elise, Jake Ernest as Edward, W. Benjamin Hyde as Jean, Adam Packard as Alex, Kelly Cook as Jessica and Left Foot Woman, and Matthew De La Fuente as Francois and Jacob Bard as Reed Hastings. The production sound mixer was Keala Santos, sound designed by Cody Cutler, and music was by Richard Williams and Jerome Hansen. The executive producer was Cody Cutler with a special thanks to The Hive Collaborative in Provo, Utah, Kyle Clausen and associate producer Ron Bateman. Follow The Time Traveler's Radio Show on Instagram and Twitter or like us on Facebook. Stay up to date with everything Time Traveler related over at www.timetravelersradio.com. Thank you for listening and as always, see you next time. Allons-y!